0: Season 1, episode 20. We have made it to the end of the year, but also the end of season 1 of Sitting In. So uh, if you've been here since the beginning, or if you've listened to every episode, then congratulations. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, I will talk about that at the end of this episode. But without further ado, I have the honour of announcing today's special guest, Emily C. Browning, onto Sitting In. Emily's a New Zealand-based artist, singer, and guitarist. And uh, yeah, today we spoke all about our songwriting process, how she writes lyrics, and I was incredibly inspired coming out of this conversation on just the sheer uh, graft that Emily puts in uh, to get a song out. So I hope you enjoy it, and I'll speak to you then. Well, I guess on that note, Emily, it's great to see you. How are you doing?
1: Good. Well, um, it's summertime here. Have we yep. officially started? <laughs> We have, great. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, we're summertime. good. Oh, I, I thought you were asking if summertime has officially started. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like we're getting into winter over here.
1: <laughs> no, it's definitely here. It was 30 degrees today. It was lovely. Damn. Um, And it's a Saturday here. So you've just woken up on your Saturday morning, and I'm just wrapping up my Saturday evening. But um, yep. So everyone was out at the beach. Everyone was kind of out and about. It's heading up to Christmas, and everyone's gearing up for the holidays. I think New Zealand just has a very different... Um, uh, Christmas season to uh, the other side of the world mm. and uh, I think with a lot of people that I've talked to it freaks them out it's like how do you 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 spend Christmas day playing cricket in the backyard I don't <laughs> <laughs> just don't understand but yeah we do it's it's, it's quite lovely actually
0: <laughs> oh it, it sounds ideal so I mean I guess you guys will have like winter when everybody else has summer obviously So it's we like do it's
1: and we we get the, it's the same so when you guys are all out of the beach having a good time we're all sad inside so it right. works both ways
0: have you ever thought about um kind of perpetually switching between different sides of the world so you always get somewhere
1: <laughs> yeah oh that's been a goal for years I can't, yeah. obviously can't do it now but i was trying to do that for a while i'd spend at least a, a couple of weeks away just to get away from the middle of winter because i think that's the kind of saddest part mm. um and if you can kind of have just a little break of um, a bit of sunshine in summertime and yep. then kind of coming back is fine because you're on the way out to to your own summer so yeah. I, i've sort of it's quite hard to get it to line up it's sometimes a bit of like the stars have to align a wee bit but mm. i've definitely made that happen i book a lot of um, july trips to america yeah. you, you frequently visit like reason. the states right i did uh, up until now yeah, yeah. It, uh, there was a time uh i suppose after um in 2016 the end of 2016 was when um i guess i i got a little bit of an instagram following and then i realized that they were all from america Mm. so in the summer or your the american summer of 2017 was when i first kind of was like okay i think i need to actually go and meet all these people Mm. and like Get to know some cool musicians and like hang out and just go to gigs and play some shows and see what happens. And then I did that um, for it was three weeks again, just skipping winter, <laughs> trying to at least. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then it uh, went back again in um, in in December, my December. So your winter. So I actually <sighs> I, I I tricked myself into accidentally missing some some of my own summer as well so it it gets a bit confusing but yeah so i've been back and forth and then i started uh writing with this uh group of girls we uh Mm -hmm. we make uh, like we meet up once a year we try to and then we record as much as we can write and record in the space of about a week and put out an ep or an album or whatever we can make um Mm -hmm. and then we uh, yeah, we just kind of do it all again the next year, and so that that's always something to look forward to. And um, in two thousand and nineteen, we met up in Toronto in Canada, cool. which was so super cool. Yeah, we. I've never
0: this. been over there. I would love to oh, visit it's Canada. Lovely.
1: It's like, it's just lush. I I feel like just that whole East Coast, um, Northern American kind of vibe is just like there's just rain and sunshine and rain and sunshine. So everything's just green and lush. <laughs> yeah so yeah it was glorious scotland's
0: like that i don't know if you've ever been to scotland in the uk
1: i have not been to the uk or oh, europe or anything oh. and i'm so annoyed wow. about it i've spent all this time in america what am i up to um but yeah i can I, I can only imagine
0: yeah it's great the thing i love about europe we are actually like kind of separated literally uh by some water from europe but is that when you're there on mainland it's like you can get a train into, like, a different country in, like, an hour, and, like, everything's different. The culture, the scenery, the food, the weather sometimes. It's, like, it's crazy. I did, like, a, a month and a bit just, like, getting a train around different countries in Europe. I think I saw something stupid, like, 31 different cities. Something like that. <laughs> like,
1: See, that, is, I can't even fathom that. I can't even imagine how you do that. It's great. so oh, cool was, that you were able to do that
0: yeah great kind of touring opportunities as well because you're connected to everything you know Mm -hmm. um but i have one question about new zealand before we get into like i guess music stuff is um so new zealand from my perspective i know about it because i absolutely love the lord of the rings and you've probably heard so many people say that that you're like oh that's so cringy all right (laughs) but um coffee is quite a big thing in new zealand right
1: yeah everyone has coffee but it's not like it's not like starbucks yeah, yeah no it's no, that's, like that's little good. It's locally like good owned good stuff cafes yeah, yeah so
0: in my in my research of like um coffee over the years you know i understand like a little bit about where the americano comes from like the espresso like all these different things and there's this thing called the flat white that i believe originates in new zealand right
1: it does you're correct do you
0: know the history of it because i'm intrigued <laughs> it's a uh, delicious drink
1: the thing is, I um uh I just I'm an americano kind of person, mm. so I don't I don't dabble in a lot of milky coffees. But mm-hmm. the idea was that it was just a latte with less milk or less right. like less just fluff at the top, less see, froth, less faff, less Is it a
0: long like, black from New Zealand then?
1: I uh, don't know. That's just a just a short like shot of coffee, is it not? Yeah, it's like an
0: espresso, <laughs> like a little bit more. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long black, long Blacks, Americanos, they're, they're great. here. Yeah, yeah, coffee, the coffee's good. I do have to admit it. And, and it's usually, it's like the standard that it's espresso as opposed mm-hmm. to like a big, um, like a carafe of filter coffee. Yeah. Whereas in America, I found it's like, um, if you order a oh, coffee, really? they will automatically give you a filter as huh. opposed to an espresso. Whereas here, it's like... Yeah, I guess
0: filter. if you think about like the American diner thing, it's always like mm-hmm. a jug of coffee and the free know? refills yeah <laughs>
1: i'm into that though
0: yeah it's great but i do like espresso based drinks mm-hmm. but um anyway i am i said this before but i'm like so jealous of your situation right now because you know we're sitting here in the, well i'm sitting here in the uk and it's like you know everything's closed i haven't saw or played a gig in over nine months mm-hmm. uh it's like it's been tough Uh, and I know like a few people over in your neck of the woods who are like playing shows and like theaters and you just got off a tour it's like how (laughs) how's that been for you because 2020 has been like wild for most musicians but it seems like you in New Zealand have like managed to escape a lot of that
1: we did we escaped by the skin of our teeth and I feel (laughs) so incredibly uh grateful and also Not just grateful. It's kind of bittersweet because I feel really awful for all these musicians who have not only lost work but can't just like engage in their day to day like Mm. creative feed. They can't they can't get into it like they used to be able to. And I feel really awful, especially when I'm trying to promote a tour and be like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing," but also I'm not trying to like show off and shove it down your throat so that you can't like go to. I feel it's it's quite a complex um, set of emotions. But I do think on the flip side of that. I almost feel like it's a responsibility if I have the opportunity to take it up. Um, yeah, because I mean, who knows what can happen between now and then, but, um, as soon as the, (laughs) we actually booked this tour for April, which I guess is when the world kind of um, turned to gunk. But, so we had to, we did have to cancel the, the tour and then we, as soon as the, lockdown lifted we, and it, everything kind of eased off we um tentatively rebooked it but it was mm. so risky even then it was right. like well uh, we even had a couple of like um like city lockdowns so auckland had to go into lockdown and it mm. was just like like a week or two before our show and it was like it's oh, very stressful right. it's like that uh, dropping a lot of money into stuff that you you just might lose you mm. might lose the investment um but i mean that's if that's all I have to worry about, then it's, not that bad. Yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not really. really not that bad. So yeah, we've been, um, we've been loving it. And again, it's like summertime and it's really cool to go out and see shows and see local musicians, which has been super cool. Mm. I think there's been a big push of like, uh, New Zealand music because it's the cool. only thing you can really see right now. So it's like, let's dig into, supporting local artists which i think Mm -hmm. is just a one of those um nice little bonuses that comes out of a bad situation but um totally it's all very complicated
0: yeah no i can imagine like especially when like you know you are related well like through your work you're related to people in america and maybe the uk and you know that these two like places have obviously suffered a lot so it's like i can imagine you sitting there just being like yeah like i'm I'm actually going on tour and like everybody else is just sitting at home and it's like know i'm allowed to like promote this but i guess you gotta do it like of course
1: you just have to do it yeah yeah Yeah, i do feel bad but and and there's i guess a secondary flip side of like i feel bad but i also think it's nice for people to know that it that the live shows do still exist and they can Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. they can somehow participate whether it's being like like instagram stories or it's being live streamed or like just so they can see that like it's it does still exist and I think I do get a lot of um comments or responses from people who are like thanks so much for sh- for sharing this little clip it's mm. really made my day just seeing everyone like there's no masks like people in a yeah, room yeah. just enjoying music and it's just it's so nice to see that so there's it's really just kind of riding this fine line of not trying to um, be annoying about it but also mm. being like it still exists
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> In, in um, New Zealand is obviously quite a big place, and um, I know that there are like several like larger cities within that. W- which one are you based in right now?
1: Um, Christchurch. Right. I, thought it, so. it, I wouldn't say New Zealand is a big like comp- compared to what.
0: I mean, the UK is pretty small. Like people think, <laughs> yeah. of, like UK is being like you know London is like huge, but compared to New yeah. York, like London is so small. I That's think. true.
1: However, I mean, I, I guess if you're talking landmass, maybe they kind of match up a little bit. But in right. terms of population, there's mm. 5 million people in the entire country.
0: Right, so, right, right.
1: yeah, it's quite small even ah. comparatively to that. All um, right. Well, yeah. I guess
0: on, on that, like, I'm curious because every, uh, you know, in the UK, I could probably tell you, like, what is current and, like, what most, uh, you know, you're going to a club at the weekend and, like, you can probably expect to see some sort of, like, indie band like indie rock is quite big over here like what's kind of current in your neck of the woods
1: it's similar It's indie rock is kind of having a comeback yeah like surf rock as well oh, they're cool. taking like all those um really young indie surf rock bands are taking over all the summer festivals mm. and it's really cool to see because it's um because it's all just kind of like <laughs> I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about it because of my personal taste in music, but it, yeah. it's really nice to see people who are just, like, having fun in the sun and just enjoying, like, a four-chord mm. song. And it's just, like, easy to sing along to it, easy to play, easy to get into it. And, like, just all these bands are popping up, and New Zealand loves it, um, which is cool. And I think we have we also have um, uh, little pockets of really good quality pop music. I don't right. know if you've heard of the artist Benny. Benny? She's, um Benny, she does yeah. that cute little song, "Super Lonely."
0: Right.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So that's out.
1: kind of ta- it. Took off on TikTok and now, she- whatever, million, billion, what something streams. <laughs> but um, she's just a young Kiwi girl who um, who writes some cool songs, and um, it, it has a producer, uh, a local producer who makes them kind of sound a little bit more polished and a little bit more right. pop. And um, we have pockets of that, like for example, Lord. Mm. Came from New Zealand. Uh, Kimbra was originally from New Zealand, although she kind of did her thing in Melbourne, Australia. But um, I think we have some really good quality, uh, just subsections of lots of different music. But in terms of what New Zealand is like, we like, uh, we really like reggae. (laughs) Right. <laughs> which is quite and it seemed to have lasted just decades of just reggae cool. and again they they also take over the festivals like D&B mixed with reggae we have this band called right. Shapeshifter and they kind of do that like soul <laughs> drum and bass kind of thing and it is cool. massive here so yeah it's, it's it's kind of a mix but um, mm. and it's quite an interesting ride for me because the kind of stuff that I write I was gonna doesn't ask necessarily about yeah. cater to that particular crowd but um i do see a sort of shift um towards more like r&b soul even like hip-hop fusion jazz stuff cool. and i think that's a little bit more where i'm trying to head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somewhere between that and just commercial pop i don't know it's impossible yeah do you see yourself as an
0: artist staying in new zealand and trying to make something happen there um i know this is quite a big question to ask but um or do you see yourself, like, trying to move closer to maybe the States? Or I think the States would probably be better for your music than the UK.
1: I swing back and forth. I really do. Right. For, for for a few years, it was, like, this just, like, like, desperation to just get an American visa and just live there right. for as long as I possibly could. I think I remember but seeing actually, you
0: put posts on your story, actually, talking about, like, does anybody know <laughs> someone who can help with this yep. or whatever?
1: yeah it it takes a village to get an american visa i swear it's like to get recommendations and you need some uh letters and also need to just talk out your own bum just to be like i'm the greatest Mm. thing there ever was it's a weird (laughs) it's a weird application process but it's one of those things that you have to do um Mm. but yeah so i actually did get an american visa but um luckily for me it was approved in march of 2020 (laughs) oh wow
0: yeah Are so you gonna it use got it?
1: finalized no i mean i can't obviously at the right, moment but um it's it's probably got a year and a half left on it i don't know hmm. don't know what i'm gonna do with it it's just kind of sitting you should sitting do a tour like when the world opens up yeah when the world opens up i i would love to do that um but honestly i'm quite happy here uh for the time being um
0: at least I until I'll winter say
1: that at least until winter. I was just gonna say. I think I say <laughs> that because it's summertime. Yeah, yeah, of and I'm course. Just feeling good, um, and also the political climate is um, mm. is quite uh, good for us here at the moment in New Zealand. Mm. So yeah, that's
0: that's a rare thing to hear. I'm happy for you. Like, it's not think, perfect. It's certainly. Oh no, not perfect. nowhere There's is. A lot but of like, holes we can
1: pick on it, but um, I don't I know if you're
0: just, hip to like UK politics, but like especially like, even bit. in Scotland, like more specifically, mm-hmm. you know, we're going through. A lot, I guess, but mm-hmm. you and know,
1: referendums and all sorts.
0: Yeah, well, and failed referendums. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, then, I'm not gonna yeah. like spray my political views on on the podcast, but it's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, especially uh mm-hmm. yeah during like this this kind of time. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that like I know musicians have done to get into America is uh, a lot of them go to, like school, right? And they're like, oh, you know what? Like, I might know my stuff, but Going to Berkeley is a great thing to do because I'll meet other musicians and uh, I'll kind of get in America. And I know that you went to college, right? Am I right in saying that it was in Christchurch you went? Mm-hmm. Cool. And the reason I remember that, right, is because uh, I remember you made a post. I seem to have a great memory about like your post right now. You do. But, um, this is nice. <laughs> I remember you made a post about uh, being like a, a flyer on the side of the school or something, like a big massive <laughs> thing, and you were like, "Yeah, I, I just remember you talking about that."
1: I was, oh my goodness, I I nearly. I was nearly uh, able to wipe that from my memory. Just oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's great, it's, it's funny, I find it really funny. So there's this, um, there's a, a music school here in Christchurch, it's quite um, jazz heavy, um, it, it, you can do like a jazz course or a contemporary pop course, I think it's a similar cool. story for most mm-hmm. uh, music schools around, but um, I kind of switched between the two, I kind of started in pop and then I was like I want to do jazz and then I did pop and then I did jazz and then I was doing pop so um I think that was kind of nice I got the best of both worlds got some cool theory plus some just like songwriting chops um which was nice but um by the time I was in second or third year they were just looking for a new advertising campaign and I just happened to be it's a small school and I just happened to be around that day and someone said are you free like next week to kind (laughs) of just get some photos done and we'll just put it up on the side I was like Okay, so for a long time afterwards, I, I had a lot of people, mostly like um, even kids, like students being like,
0: uh,
1: where do I, where do I know you from? I've seen <laughs> your <laughs> face.
0: Oh, yes, that's fantastic. What's this school called? Um, it's
1: called, it actually had a name change. It used to be called CPIT and now it's called ARA, A-R-A, which mm. is, um, uh, I'm not entirely sure why they changed it, but um, they did. So it's just ARA Music Arts. Right. And it's cool. a great school i don't know if if anyone listening is in Christchurch highly recommend
0: oh fantastic cool yeah i am um, I know a few years, like uh I first came across you like on Instagram years ago and uh I saw that you were a great player and a great singer and you started writing songs like kinda i don't know if it was around that time but it was definitely shortly after and uh I'm wondering like what what came first you know were you a guitar player? university who discovered songwriting or a singer who discovered the guitar then you know how did that work that's a good
1: question i think it started i think as i was just one of those kids who was singing a lot even Mm. though i wasn't particularly good when i was 13 years old but i just happened to enjoy it and then also kind of stumbled upon the guitar at the same time and then maybe a couple of years later started writing i think it all just kind of happened in in one kind of hit So Mm. when I, by the time I'd got to music school, um, I'd written a couple of songs. They were not good, but, um, I'd, I'd had enough time to kind of get my fingers used to some, um, some chords that were cool that I didn't know how to name. I didn't know any theory behind what I was doing, but I had had that like muscle memory, um, already there. Um, and I went to school on, uh, jazz vocals. So, um. Right. So it was essentially just trying to be a singer for a while, but Fly trying to take everything. To
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I had to. You have to scat solos. Oh really? Uh, I just I just despised it, but I I just did it anyway because cool. What else? But um, so I was trying to apply the theory that I was learning to the um the guitar that I had already kind of picked up. Um, so I think maybe I've learnt the guitar in a in a kind of uh what's the word I'm looking for in a, um, unconventional way, mm. potentially. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then in my third year of music school, it's, it, it, it's more of a, I don't know if you call it capstone where you are, but it's like a, it's means. like a project. But yeah. It's the third year. is like a project based thing yeah, I know where what that you means. put together. Yeah. It's like, you it's very self-driven and yep. you decide what you want to do for the year and you hand it in at the end of the, um, end of the year and mine was i chose to do like a songwriting thing so it was Mm. like uh lots of studying other songwriters and lots of analysis and lots of um a bit of theory work but also uh writing and recording just like this uh, this big work Mm. that i could hand in and it was a lot of writing songs that weren't perfect and that was all part of it i wanted i wanted it to be like that um so that I could just get that muscle going and not try yeah. and think, oh, this has to be good, this has to be perfect. And then from there, I took some and recorded them kind of nicely-ish to the degree that I could. Yeah. Um, and I uh, very minimal production skills at the time. Um, yeah, so I think everything just kind of came together around about the same time. And I, I do wish that I had a little bit more nuance on the guitar – And I'm kind of working on that. But I also, I want to get better at lyrics and I want to get better at the the chord progressions and I want to get better at being a vocalist as well. So it's all just kind of moving through at the same speed.
0: Cool. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? What was it called?
1: Oh, I do. It's awful. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna go. No. <laughs> yeah. It was just. Uh, I don't. I don't know that anyone ever writes a good first song. No. Um, but there were lots of curse words in it because I thought <laughs> I was being really cool and hip. <laughs> um, and it was a lot of just like, uh, like one one to five, like one E to B or something. E, right. Yeah, right. Don't right. E B. Don't <laughs> the, just that the whole way through.
0: Oh um, man. Have you um. Yeah. This is totally like random, but you just reminded me when you said like writing crappy songs like curse words. Um, do you know the comedian Chris Lilly?
1: Yes, yes. Have you Australian ever
0: saw his uh his TV show? It's called Jonah from Tonga. Yes, have I you...
1: have, and it's contentious because it's a little bit racially. Yeah, intense, yeah. I was wondering, but he is a very funny guy.
0: Yeah, because there's a song that he did on that. Um, it's about bullying. And oh, yeah. I just, I, I just, I don't know, I had this like image in my head of you just being like young in school and just like writing a song about something that's like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> getting bullied. Getting
0: well, no, no, bullied. I wasn't implying getting... that, sorry. <laughs> that would be, uh, that wouldn't be nice. In your, um, <laughs> in your studies at university, so obviously you spent a lot of time like diving into the lyrics and different songwriters. Have you, um, mm-hmm. I guess in that process, you must have came across like some people who really inspired you it could be like tutors or like specific uh-huh. lyricists or songwriters like can you name a few and like what did you learn from them
1: yeah at the time i was listening to emily king a lot cool you familiar with emily king yeah she's a great songwriter she's got excellent lyrics her songs are simple the chords aren't um anything wild there's a couple of like nice little sprinklies of um some non-diatonic stuff mm-hmm. in there um which i really appreciate and it's some really nice uh, tasteful key changes and things but aside from that it's a lot of simple chords lots of like one to four mm-hmm. um and the lyrics are great they're, they're, i feel like she's just like gone to a cafe and written in her diary and that's just how the lyrics kind of came out
0: um, nice
1: yeah uh so emily king um there's this one particular song, um, which I really like, called No More Room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wish I could remember that. The, the, the first line is, um, flowers I think "flowers on the wall by the window. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Oh, what's the song this called? Up. It's called No More Room. Help no me out here. No More
0: Room, Emily um, King.
1: But the good line is um, "cigarettes in half by the window." I think mm-hmm. that's really nice. Cigarettes in half by the window. It's quite. It's it. it gives mm-hmm. you. It's just a total image of someone just kind of looking into the distance. Oh, I see. I see. So head. it's
0: like, uh, yeah, she's really painted a scene like flowers on the floor in the attic, cigarettes in half by the window. Something in the distance eludes yeah. me. Something in a dream that I can't let go. I doubt she phrases it like that, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's brilliant. I really like that. It's like it's she hasn't really said a lot aside from painting the picture it's like you fill that you fill the space with your own projections of what you think the emotion is Mm. and you can just see someone just kind of being uh contemplative is that how you say that word contemplative yeah yeah (laughs) um contemplatory (laughs) we can just make
0: it up it's fine
1: So I really like, and the chords in that song are are really great. I highly recommend just having Mm. a look and just like, uh, functionalizing it, like writing it down. Like, what is that? Um, this, uh, the chorus does this really nice key change and then it, um, effortlessly just comes back for the verse. Mm. So yeah. So there's Emily King. There's also Leanne La Havas. Cool. She was very inspiring at the time. And also Napalm from Hiatus Academy she's a little bit more ethereal in her lyric writing it's often not obvious what it is that she's speaking about but um, when you listen to her kind of explain it it's really lovely and, and, and she does paint a picture but in a in a much more um creative way that it mm. kind of it forces you to t- to kind of think about it for a bit and also similar story with the chords they're a little bit more complicated and uh, there's a lot a lot wow, of that like, stuff um, is- heavy rhythms going on it's yeah. it's it's a lot to take in but i think at the core of it the groove is good the melodies are good she's a great singer she's a great guitar player is
0: that kind I of music really, like- really sorry is that really popular where you're at because i can imagine no it's not right because no. like no. some it's like super like like you could see that being played maybe at like a festival that was like a little bit more like drum and bassy because like some of the stuff is proper like heavy
1: I wish, I think, I think New Zealanders could get into it if it got right. played on the radio, but there's just no chance. I see, I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, um, huh. I saw them live, Hiatus Coyote, oh, in this little bar in Wellington, and it was just horrendously underrated, there must have been mm. like 250 people there, and like, that was it, <laughs> mm. but yeah.
0: Wow, so um, when you're writing your lyrics, yes, I've, yes. like this last week, just trying to like get back in the loop with things. I've been checking out your EP WTF and hey. man, like, I've, I absolutely love it. Like I must've checked out when it was released, but for whatever reason right now, it's like, I'm just, I absolutely love cool. it. So well done on that. Like it is fantastic, Thanks. but I'm wondering, cause I do, I'm aware that you collaborate a lot with like different artists, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like what, um, what perspective do you write music from? Is it from Emily or do you sometimes create characters? you know yeah i sometimes
1: create characters but it is a lot of there's a lot of me in there it's always going to go through that filter of my brain so Mm. it's a lot of um my perspective on life um but i do try and step out of that and get uh get into someone else's head like um uh that that ep i wrote a long long time ago so I, i I'm happy to deep dive into the lyrics, but just with a little asterisk. Yeah, yeah. I did. I wrote this a long time ago, and I've evolved since then. But um, I quite like um, "Cruel." uh, I was hoping you'd talk about that. Yeah, because that's a song I didn't write about myself. I had this phone conversation with a friend who was like, um, (laughs) "She was like, I want like advice because I'm sort of seeing the sky, but..." actually has a girlfriend and he doesn't want to tell her about me and it was this kind of it was like where do you draw the line like and and for me it was like i i just think you should just disengage yeah (laughs) yeah but um but she she had some really good points it's like well actually like um not everything is all in in black and white there's so much gray so Mm -hmm. and when she said that it's like oh okay um that's where that lyric came from uh, they all say it's black and white, but all these walls are grey inside my mind. Mm. Um, oh, help me, this is crazy. I never thought that I'd end up with somebody so cruel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is an ex- it's a total exaggeration. I mean, that's not how the conversation really went. It's it funny, yeah, awful, wow. Awful, awful I, like, I've
0: actually like... literally been singing that line because it's so catchy. Like, <laughs> just before we started, I was like, cool. like, just singing it. And um, <laughs> just when you told me about the song, um, No More Room, obviously i just pulled up the lyrics i didn't like memorize them um and i'm looking at the hook and i'm like no more room in my life for you dear and when i read that line i was like i wonder if emily felt inspired at the moment by that song by some because of something that was happening like maybe in your life and so you felt like highly that's, likely, that's how you I wrote don't cruel, remember you know
1: but probably honestly i was listening to so much emily king at the time that i, yeah. mean, I guess it probably it would have leached. of course not that i can do it justice but that's that's what came out um yeah (laughs) so i guess to answer your question there are there's a lot that goes into songwriting and it doesn't have to be what i'm learning lately is you don't have to have made your mind up about something before you write about it does Mm. that make any sense so you don't have to have a fully formed opinion on something just to be able to write a song and i think lyrics give you so much room to be like here's how I think but also I'm aware of this Mm. but sometimes I think like this and it it can sort of be stream of consciousness thinking out loud and I really like that in lyrics Mm. where you're not um you're not really so sure of yourself right Um, and I think it can be quite overdone when when people say things like ah. I'm mad at this person because he did this to me and I'm the victim and
0: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: I, I, let's list all the bad things that this person did to me when actually, what what did you do wrong? I'm more interested right. to hear, in like, ah. how how are you the villain? Like, what, let me, I want to hear both sides of the story. So I really like that in lyrics when you can actually kind of be honest wow. with yourself and explore two sides of any story rather than having your mind like properly made up. Like, I'm so mad at this person for when actually like, what 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 did i do wrong
0: so mm. yeah oh wow you're like the uh it's like a musical therapist in the form of a pop artist <laughs> <laughs> oh, not I quite but you know lyrics, do some... i
1: could
0: talk about them for days yeah wow um sorry were you gonna go on about any other pieces?
1: no i wasn't but um cool. no 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 it's cool <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not looking for that i was gonna <laughs> ask you like um we'll probably like jump about in a, like different kind of pockets uh what is you do okay. but i'm wondering you know you've been practicing songwriting for a while now and you know the stuff you put out i said like it's it's fantastic and i'm sure everybody would agree with me and i'm wondering do you have any you know like, as a guitar player when you were at university i'm sure someone at one point was like oh you should try and play this exercise or something like that and quite often we dismiss that and we're like nah i just want to play and you know you do your thing and then a couple of years later you might come back and be like you know what my uh, picking sucks i actually need to work on an exercise and so i'm wondering as a lyricist are there any exercises that you use to kind of get stuff out because i'm aware of like the uh do you know the book like the Artist's way yes yeah so i I kind of know about that whole the the point in that and that sounds like something that'd be useful for a lyricist
1: absolutely definitely and i think you're quite right in saying um it, sometimes when someone tells you something oh you should dip, maybe you'd enjoy this exercise and you go ah no whatever I just want to play <laughs> yeah. um, and then you kind of come back to it later that's so true um, mm-hmm. What I feel like half the stuff you, you study you don't really think about it properly until a couple of years later um, totally but yeah read the artist's way and I think the biggest thing I took out of that is the daily pages exercise mm-hmm. where you take uh, you try and set aside um, a certain amount of time every day to write three pages worth of um just kind of thoughts and rambles it doesn't have to be too deeply into your deepest darkest secrets it doesn't have to be too shallow it can be anything in between mm. i quite I, I quite like to keep it quite light um and then i was talking about this to a friend recently i've got notepads upon notepads upon notepads in my phone of just folders of oh, right. uh different different journaling uh stages <laughs> this is right tangential but let's do it anyways the first (laughs) one is um cool it's called thoughts and it i I lock i lock them all afterwards because they're the deepest darkest like Ah, just absolute rambles get it all off the top of your head right like i don't know if you're trying to sleep or if you're just Mm. trying to work through something so that there's that folder and then there's kind of one up from that which is like the daily pages which is more it's a little less um deep but it's it's still like you kind of open it up with oh i'm feeling quite calm today what why would that be i don't know maybe it's because i feel like i got a couple of things done yesterday it's all very dry Mm. but then it then as you kind of keep going you dive deeper into this more creative zone and you just come up with little ideas Mm. so little phrases um that can be quite lyrical and then from that there's another section of folders of of of, of like creative thoughts and i kind of take things out of that and like things just get moved up in this kind of tier system. And
0: eventually it becomes a song or something.
1: And yeah, but the folder above that is lyrics. So anything that wow. kind of um, seems to be, uh, fits in a phrase nicely or like that mm. I could maybe use to work into a song. And then the next one up of that is just like finished material.
0: Wow. So um, <laughs> there's a lot. so interesting. Is that yeah, something I try, that you... Yeah, and I
1: really try to do it every day. I, I don't because yeah. who, who does that every day, but... Um, wow. I do try because it's really good, especially when I'm in a songwriting mode or a songwriting month, I will really try because it's really good and it gets mm-hmm. so many ideas flowing when you're feeling stuck.
0: Yeah, it really reminds me of... um. I'm a big fan of... I say I'm a big fan. I'm trying to do more of like just writing down ideas uh, or thoughts or whatever it may be because I, th- I feel like mm-hmm. if something comes to the forefront of your mind and it creates a reaction, whether that be a negative a negative one or it makes you happy it's like i feel like it's worth acknowledging and so what you're doing there it sounds like that but then you're kind of going you're getting the the sieve out and you're mining for gold you know <laughs> and it really reminds me of the process uh correct me if i'm well you tell me what you think about this it's like it seems to me like that whole process is a meditation right and the you know i, I for me like meditation is quite important Thing for me like kind of practice in that i find that the longer you sit and you know you, you let the thoughts come and all that stuff eventually you can get through to these like kind of purer um states or i guess like relating it to you it's like the ideas start coming and it's like, ah now i've gotten rid of all this crap that's on the surface you know we're starting mm-hmm. to see little chunks of rock that might have some gold in it and you keep going and keep going and eventually well i guess in your case you end up with a, an album or a song
1: yeah, I a hundred percent agree. That's exactly how I like to think about it. And hmm. not only that, with little ideas like you say, like every time you think of something, like it it deserves a little, it deserves a space on the page, whether hmm. it's good or not. It doesn't matter. Just give it a chance, because it might be good. And it and if it's not, great. You've yeah you've get, given it its moment in the sun and let it go. Otherwise it'll just fester and come out. Totally. A bad idea will always come out in another way. Yeah. Um, I also like to think about that in terms of writing full songs. So I've got another mm. folder in my notepad called trash tunes. So I give myself <laughs> 15 minutes just to write an intentionally really trash song. Wow. And it's usually um, the first chord progression that comes to my head and I'll honor it right. and like not, I'll try not to change it too much because it really has to be the first, the first thing that's like itching to get out mm um and also same with lyrics same with the melody and it's uh, i have to have at least a verse oh sorry two verses and one chorus and maybe a bridge um and in then I, and then i'll just in 15 minutes yeah it's not much time so you really have to take the first idea that comes into your head and mm. that's another example of like getting the trash out so you can kind of dig deeper and spend spend your time on the songs that actually really matter mm. the ones that um deserve to be crafted cuz some of these trash tunes they they're just they are really itching to get out and they don't deserve too much time. Right. you shouldn't give them like a full three hours of like hard work because it's just gonna mm. you know <laughs> save wow. that energy for the for the gold you might find underneath,
0: yeah that's yeah. such a creative way of going around things like i'm uh wow, thanks so much for sharing that like i' uh, <laughs> try it <laughs> I'm inspired like for mm-hmm. sure it's um it can relates to something else that I wanted to ask you about the. Uh, the process of writing so I really love talking to songwriters for this reason because everybody's got like a completely different process and um I find them all fascinating and kind of vague question but what comes first for you is it generally the lyrics then the harmony I guess or the chords or whatever you want to think of it as like what what came first what comes first
1: it used to be I used to try and sit down and do it all at the same time like kind of uh, maybe strum around on a little chord progression or something that catches my ear. And if I like that, I'll hum a little melody. And if I like that, I'll give it a lyric like it. It right. all kind of flows on together. But lately, I've been loving writing lyrics first. So Ooh. with no real structure, with no real like melody in mind. Um, mm. so, uh, so what ends up happening, it, it kind of comes out like a really crappy uh, limerick. With like the the first line rhymes with the third line, or like right, first right, line with the with the fourth. Line. It's like a like a line, b line, a line, mm. set, like that kind of thing. And it and it does sound quite cheesy when you read it out. It almost sounds like a, a Tim Minchin like spoken poetry kind of thing. <laughs> but then you sit down with these like a structured lyric of like you've got everything that you wanted to say on a piece of paper it's like writing an essay it's like you've got your intro you've Mm. got um you've got a, a chorus or a hook and you've got your development which is your second verse you really want to develop the ideas that you brought up in the first verse um and then you've got maybe some kind of hook again and then you've got like an afterthought which might be the bridge or what what have you but it's it's mm. already there you don't have to like slave over being like okay now i need to develop it but i really want to kind of jam this progression it's all too much yeah so i really like having something a bit crappy limericky like crappy rhymes just ready to go so that i can pull out of it mess with it change the structure of it change mm-hmm. the phrasing mm-hmm. insert th- thesaurus word here um <laughs> I I just find the process so much quicker and so much more enjoyable. I feel like I'm not pulling my hair out trying to (laughs) force this thing out when I actually have something to start with. So I've been loving that. And you can really hone in on the topic that you're you're really excited to write about. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's a song that I've I've written that I haven't released yet. Uh, It's called, I Wasn't Into You Anyway. (laughs) It's about feeling rejected. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Not just in a... Romantic sense, but in 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 life, that's, I think it. Oh, it, it that's actually. I,
0: sorry to jump in here, but that's so. <laughs> like what you did there, right? Is like I wasn't into you, and you said it's it's about feeling rejected. So it's, it's <laughs> so cool for you to say that because it's like it's not about being rejected. It's that's how you felt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the process you explained earlier it all makes sense. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's very it's very heavily like ironic it's like clearly mm. I was into this character it's like mm. um yeah uh, so what I what I ended up doing was I really wanted to write a song about feeling rejected because it was mm. how I was feeling at the time and I wanted to get it out creatively so every day I would sit down and literally write on my daily pages journal whatever it is I want to write a song about feeling rejected how right. am I going to do that and then the next day I was like I want to write a song <laughs> how am i gonna do that and eventually i forced it out and had this like nice set of lyrics um obviously they weren't the final lyrics but the the final lyrics that came out of it were really refined and fit the melody nicely um yeah so it, it kind of goes uh without revealing too much um there's a there's a, a second verses I'm fragile like film, overexposed, and I'm playing back the tapes until they all erode, just rewinding the signs that I should have been finding. My mm. ego and I, we like to feel connection, but then fall from the high at the first sign of rejection. But I'll be okay because I wasn't into you anyway.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so excited to hear that. When? Do you know yeah. when that will be released? If
1: No idea, no. Right. <laughs> I'm producing it myself, so that's a whole, cool. a whole new world that I'm trying to um, catch up with so it might be some time before i'm (laughs) ready
0: wow i mean thanks so much for sharing these insights i think it's like it's uh it's so cool to hear uh you know what other artists do and have you ever considered like teaching or like mentoring like songwriters because i i have a lot of students who end up getting into songwriting as well and like there's only so far i can take them with my expertise because that's not really my niche but Mm -hmm. Man, I might just start sending them for you. <laughs>
1: Feel free, yeah. I, I do take a couple of students um, every now and again. Um, I like to keep it quite um, female friendly mm-hmm. um, in terms of like just guitar and songwriting and getting into being an artist because I think there is a it's a this is probably a conversation for another day, but there's a huge gap in the the industry no, totally. of, of um, the the ratio of female artists and male artists being represented in the in the chart. So I think it's um, it's important for me to mentor uh people who might feel like that they would uh prefer a, a, a teacher that s- they can maybe relate to a little bit more i'm very careful with my wording mm-hmm. here but um yeah so i mean if you've if you got any up and coming like um any chicks on guitar yeah great you write songs send them my way because i'm always keen to um, well there's
0: an open uh, uh, invitation if anybody's feeling uh, <laughs> uninspired with the songwriting maybe you can help yeah. emily and she might yeah. be able to help <laughs> oh fantastic well i got just just a couple of other bits that i'd love to mm-hmm. chat to you about but i'm um, just to mm-hmm. kind of cap off this side on uh like songwriting is if you could give advice i feel like you've kind of maybe done this already but i want to ask it just like straight up if you could give advice to artists with writer's mm-hmm. block like suffering from that kind of hitting your head off the paper you know just like i don't know what to do um what advice would you give them
1: Transcribe other people's music. If, if you find your writer's block is chord-based, like you can't find any chord progressions mm. that sound new or fresh or exciting, you feel like you're just doing the same old chords, just learn other people's songs. Mm-hmm, just spend mm-hmm. like a month just intensely transcribing your favorite album and learning all the chords and stealing like a thief... Yeah. Like if you if you see a cool chord progression, they don't own that chord progression, it's not copyrighted. You can actually use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not so much lyrics and melody, that's a little bit more tentative, but um, definitely steal chords. Um but if you're if you're struggling with lyrics, um definitely journaling, getting all the crap out, intentionally mm-hmm. writing trash tunes. Right. because um, uh, it, it it frees up your your ego i think because we we're often quite precious about everything that we write and if if the idea is not good at the start we go oh, no, and then mm-hmm, and then move on and mm-hmm. get rid of it and but actually you've got to you've got to actually hold space for that idea otherwise it'll just come knocking at the door again later so um yeah let yourself just write some crappy songs just mm-hmm. get into it do it on purpose don't show anyone because <laughs> that's where it, that's where it starts to get pressure it's, and then yeah. you start making excuses it's like oh you know i, I had a cold that day so it. <laughs> it just starts to, just don't show anyone keep it in voice memos or keep it in a folder on your laptop yeah um yeah uh otherwise ooh again transcribe other people's lyrics um, print them off Put them on the wall, like cool. notate them, write notes, um, underline the one the lyrics that you like, the phrases that you like, the phrases that you don't like, maybe write why you don't like it, mm. maybe write why you do like a certain thing. Um, I've done that a lot, like really deep diving into other people's lyrics and trying to get inside their headspace.
0: Right.
1: Especially Theo Katzman. He's a um, Oh, cool. He's a great, great lyric writer. His new album is full of gems and um I've definitely like handwritten some mm. of his lyrics that I like and like circled things and had little notations in the side. Like why do I like that? Because I like the phrasing and it carries right. on over to the next bar and then it, it connects nicely with this rhyme and then it's not it's like an imperfect rhyme yeah. <laughs> Go on for
0: hours. Oh wow, fantastic. Um all right, this last kind of chapter I guess that I would love to talk to you about is um collaboration. So mm-hmm. I was introduced to your music as like just kind of you and your thing and that was great and um up on like kind of seeing you release music over these last few years um it's become aware to me (laughs) um you're kind of like really big on collaboration um Mm -hmm. like you got uh what's the producer's name ariza or ariza ariza yes that's Mm -hmm. the one and then there's the other one on wtf what's that producer called Um.
1: Oh, there's a, a, a pff, there's a song called Lover who was produced by Tree Theater.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. So has that been something that you've always like? Do you see that as being? I'm trying to ask this. Basically, like, are you more of a collaborator or like, will we be able to see like a full length Emily C running record like just you?
1: Yeah, Yep. Yep. All, all <laughs> yes to all of the above. I don't know if right. that makes sense, but um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. The, the, for the future, I guess we'll start there. Mm-hmm. I would really like to have a whole project that's really just me, which is why I'm trying to get into production, which is why it's sort of taking a bit longer because mm. I've got to learn the ropes. Um, trying to do a lot of the guitar parts myself and do um, the lyric writing and the songwriting and production and, and, and asking asking friends to help, obviously, because I think that's really good, um, mm-hmm. good exercise. Uh, but in the past, I have really, really enjoyed like... I'm quite good at writing a song from start to finish that I can perform on an acoustic guitar. Right. But not often that good at visualizing how that's going to sound in a recorded space and how the layers are going to come together. Because I can't just like sit down and write, oh, sorry, I can't sit down and record the song as it is on the guitar because it's kind of flat, doesn't have mm-hmm. any um, room to breathe. So I think allowing someone else to take over that side I see has been really good and especially with someone like Ariza he's a um he's an LA based producer he's amazing he's so creative so, so also good. also like an epic guitar player and just mm-hmm. like went to Berkeley knows all knows all everything <laughs> um <laughs> just like a golden musician um I felt really good about handing over those songs to him in the form of me just sitting down and, 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 and playing the acoustic thing, sending him a, a demo mm-hmm. with the vocals and the guitar separated, and he just goes nuts. He just, he's like, oh, okay, wow. I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this, and he does it, he puts it together super quickly, sends me back the um the kind of track without without the vocal and then i'll redo the vocal to make it fit nicely with the phrasing and the the beat that he's done Mm. um and then we'll kind of go a bit back and forth to kind of tidy everything up but that was super cool for me because he works really fast and i'm a little bit more like oh i want to think about it for like another month (laughs) which is so stupid um but that was nice to get me out of my own um slump in that way Mm -hmm um and i trust him creatively so much so um and he's just such a nice guy as well yeah. uh the other the other kind of collaborative thing has been her songs which is uh i've mentioned before just a bunch of um women from uh, all over the world producers we come together and we try and just make as much as we can in the shortest period of time, which is again mm-hmm. great, to because it gets me out of that. I need to think about it for yeah. for ages, uh, whereas you just don't have time. It's like I need to have a song written in the morning, like tracked in the afternoon, and fully produced in the evening. Like it's like fully intense, and it's good because there are five women in the room working on it. Like mm. someone will go record the verse, and then someone will work on the beat, and then someone will right. do the guitar parts, and someone's got the bass. Like. Wow. It's all very cool in that way because it's like, um, if you can't quite nail this part, someone else will come take over and do right. it. If you feel like you've just got nothing lyrically left, someone else will be like, how about this? And it's like, it, it really is super cool. Wow. Um, such a good exercise as well to let go of those ideas that are like,
0: mm.
1: I've got this idea, but someone else doesn't like it. Great. Let's let it go. Let's move right. on. It's have you got. Let's hear it. <laughs> and it's mm. like, you let go of that ego, and you just pick whatever's best for the song. What serves the song? What serves the moment? What serves the mood? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just see what happens. And sometimes it's really rough. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like I listen back and I go, "Oh man, I could have done uh, the guitar part slightly differently, or I wish right. we'd written this lyric slightly differently." But it's like that's not the point. Exactly. Uh, I could do that for two years and just, like, never release this EP. But I'm so glad that we just got it done, got it mixed, got it mastered, put it out. That's it. Wow.
0: How <laughs> yeah. do you feel after a project like that? Because I can imagine it must be, like, really empowering and also um, kind of creatively draining at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, do you find that you're kind of supercharged but also, like, drained in an aspect? Do you need, like, a few days off?
1: Yeah, definitely. But if we all have a buzz around seeing each other again, being in a new city, being in a cool like Airbnb. Um, We're all really excited. So the first couple of songs are usually full of a lot of energy, like Mm. that we're, that we're feeling with each other. But towards the end, I remember the last song that we wrote, it was song number eight (laughs) that we'd done in seven days. And um, all of us were just out of lyrics. Like we just had no themes left. We couldn't think of anything to write about. Mm. We were so dry so that, um, I still love the song that we came out with, but the chorus is, uh, I'm in the unknown baby, uh, I'm in the unknown, baby. Lost here, all alone, baby. If you want to go, baby, please just let me know. We just rhymed, baby, with baby, which is like <laughs> the, it's like the golden rule of like what not to do for us. But uh, we just had to it's... do it, and I and I still love that song. I think it's super catchy, and I'm really glad we we did it. But yeah, we were so drained, and it, right. I needed like a week off afterwards, just like. I'm not writing anything. I'm not even going to touch the guitar for. Right, right. A well, week that's fair straight, enough. yeah.
0: You need that time off to like just regenerate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um All right, I've just looking through my uh, my notes just now, a couple other things quickly. Um mm-hmm. you recently collaborated with Corey Wong, right? Yeah. How was that? Cuz like Corey is uh amazing, you know, like he he, he yeah, does so much and he's fun. so good at a lot of it. And I I loved those so videos fun. he's been putting out lately where it's like i almost think he could be an actor as well you
1: know (laughs) he could be anything he wanted to be that man yeah um he's such a high output kind of person he really i admire it so much the fact that he can be like i've got an idea i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna employ these five people i'm gonna have a team and i'm gonna get it done and it's gonna be out next week and he just does it like i i sit, sit around in my room going oh but then I've got to <laughs> think about what it, is. and then I'm too afraid to and then I'm, I feel uh. right, <laughs> it's like right. nothing happens so he he's a machine he just bulldozes through all of that and just gets it done high effort. it's really cool um so it was really nice uh he invited me to open for him on a tour that he did earlier in 2019 in the winter time American winter mm-hmm. um so that was super cool. I learned so much from that tour, just being around super professional musicians, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just guys that do it all the time, twenty four seven. And Corey himself has such a good. Um, he has such this. Uh, what am I trying to say? He has such a switch, so he he can switch into being the actor being the entertainer being this um cool uh stage front presence and then um the next morning he switched into businessman he's like on his computer in the van ride to the next city putting together a final cut video of like a promo for the next date right and I'm just the acidic, trying to catch up with the yeah. processing the the show from the night before, and still coming down from the adrenaline buzz. So, um, wow, uh, I I really admire that in him, and I think he's gonna do so well. He I think he's just at the the at the the bottom of a, a yep. massive whatever it's gonna be. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um, uh yeah. So the song we wrote together, it was after the tour had wrapped up, um, and he had a couple of ideas sitting around, and he basically said. Uh, my album is due, would you like to um, do a song really quickly and let's get it done fast? Oh, wow. Like, yes, great. Um, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, it's got to be good, okay?
0: Right, um, right,
1: right, So I spent a couple of days in an Airbnb just trying to um, just shed some lyrics and actually Antoine Stanley had done a demo take um, already. So he oh, had done a little helpful. bit of... Yeah. Um, uh, like just some melodic lines with no real lyrics and he recorded that demo. So I took that and kind of changed changed it a lot, but used um, some of his themes. Um, and then Corey and I met up and then went back and forth on lyrics because um, it's obviously his tune as well. And I wanted him to mm. be like, this is, this is how I'm feeling and I want these lyrics to be in this particular way, which is cool. And again, it's like letting go of your own, Mm-hmm. um half of it to allow space for another half of someone else's input um and it's just a really fun classic cory wong upbeat funky tune and then phoebe Cattis, yeah. who's a friend of Corey's, who often tours um with him as well she did all the harmonies all the bb's on top um and i think she's also quite like high output gets things done mm. um So I guess between the three of us, Antoine Stanley, myself, and um, Phoebe, we um, did some cool, cool uh, vocal stuff on it. And I'm quite proud of it. I really like the song. Um, Yeah.
0: Amazing. Can we expect Mm. any other, like, more collaborations with Corey or maybe the other musicians? I'd love
1: to in the future. I think he's just, he's got so much that he's already doing that, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, Plus, uh, I, it would take it would take time for me to process it, and then I'd have to go. oh, I'm and then, <laughs> So he, give you a year of journaling, like, like, and like just thinking, like song with Corey Wong. Okay, let's,
0: do it, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Well, Emily, I just have one final question. Um, mm-hmm. I could ask you so many other things, but um, time is. Uh, I think it's like midnight for you. Past midnight, so I don't want to keep you up too late.
1: I'm a I'm a night owl. We're all good.
0: Cool. Well, um the last question I want to ask is um, if you I always struggle like thinking about how to phrase this because I try and ask everybody it because everybody's got something unique um, but if you could just like give advice to anybody uh, let's just say any musician you know like what's one thing you could just say like oh I think all musicians should know this or even if it's a record you think you should check out, like what would you like to pass on to every musician?
1: Um, okay yep yeah if you're even if you're a vocalist uh, or especially if you play piano or guitar learn how to functionalize songs and be able to say the chord numbers out loud
0: mm. if
1: you're listening to a pop song it's a great skill to be able to say that's chord 1 that's chord 6 that's chord 4 that's chord 2 like mm-hmm. a, a, and for, for those of you listening Who've got no idea what I've just said um, If you're in the key of C that, uh, And, and, and uh, that's chord 1 And if you kind of scale up To D It's going to be a D minor It's Chord 2 mm-hmm. F is going to be a uh, chord 4 C, D, two three four. 2, 3, 4 Like that, it, it kind of stacks up on itself mm-hmm. um, It's just a good skill to have You probably do the same thing I'm sure Yeah, no, I teach just a lot of people to...
0: About like uh, I call it like functional ear training Yeah um, like train your ears to hear stuff i think it's like probably the most essential skill to have as a musician
1: absolutely and you don't even need to know the key signature of something you can listen to something and 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 you don't know that it's an a flat but as soon as you pick up a guitar and you realize Mm. that it's an a flat you already know what you got you're going to e flat next like totally quick quick stuff really good for singers too because um it can be an easy trap to um uh to not shed a lot of that stuff and just kind of more be more focused on vocal technique which is great i think that's um there's time and space for that but also get hip to chord functionality because it's game changing
0: all right that wraps up episode 20 and season one of sitting in thank you so much to emily for coming on the podcast and hanging out for a bit Uh, as i said it was incredibly inspiring for me and you were so uh generous with your your knowledge and yeah your time so thank you very much emily and a huge thank you to all our fantastic guests who have been on since episode one i guess it was episode two, Sorry, two, two, two. <laughs> thank you so much to our listeners who have been sharing the podcast and obviously listening to it it's uh, this is why we do it and yeah thank you so much to mr jack handyside who's been working incredibly hard behind the scenes to help bring all this to life we're planning some big things for season two so yeah we're really excited to get working on those in the next year and yeah i'll speak to you soon bye